Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby Podcast. I am your host, Therese Reese, and on today, I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled, A Strong-Willed Mind Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And today's poem is called Complacency. Here we go. I settled once again. Complacency has set in. Taking what was thrown my way, feeling unfulfilled another day. The least is what I've accepted, embracing my enemy of rejection. It doesn't have to stay this way. I too deserve to dream real big. My destiny is calling me, but I cannot answer without faith. I ask myself, why the hesitation? Believing that more belongs to another person. Am I destined to be a writer, a poet, or an author? Or will I continue to settle for less? I need to stop doubting myself. No, I don't want to be here. I can be all that I want to be, but first I must believe the fact that I am a creative being. I can be and I will be as I rise above complacency. So I hope that you all are having the most amazing morning, afternoon or evening when it is that you hear this episode. Today, I wanted to ask the question, are you complacent in this season? However, before I get started, let's find out what the definition of the word complacency means, shall we? According to the Oxford Languages Y'all, let me get my words together. (laughs) According to the Oxford Languages Dictionary, complacency means a feeling of smug or uncritical satisfaction with oneself or one's achievements. It also means self-satisfaction, especially when accompanied by unawareness of actual dangers or deficiencies. I'm going to get my words together just yet. Wait and see. When it comes to safety, complacency can be dangerous. It is also known as an instance of usually unaware or uninformed self-satisfaction. A few synonyms for complacency in the context in which this point was written are laziness, laxity. For those of you who are truly unaware, the word laxity means lack of strictness or care. And laziness means the quality of being unwilling to work or use energy. It also means idleness. And idleness means a state of inaction or no action, inactivity or no activity. An example of complacency is a student who is in college and he or she is unbothered by the fact that they are failing a few of their classes. When a person is complacent, for instance, let's say in a relationship, instead of them putting in the effort to work 
on what is required to help make the relationship successful, the person, although they may see all that is wrong with the relationship, he or she may even get upset about some of the red flags they see unfolding in the relationship. However, they may be way too lazy to put in the required efforts to see the relationship blossom into a potentially beautiful one. This person may refuse to put in the work to change the direction or the trajectory of said relationship. This means this person has become complacent. When you are a person that is complacent, this is very close to being a person who is lazy or lackadaisical, which is a person who lacks enthusiasm and determination, a person who is carelessly lazy. A complacent person doesn't look for the strength to press forward and upward. This kind of person does not work to reach their potential because for some reason or another, this person may feel as if there is no point in trying. So they don't. This was my testimony in a few seasons of my life. For a lot of reasons, I opted not to put forth the energy required to pursue a healthy relationship with myself, mentally, emotionally, psychologically, physically, and spiritually. And that's been throughout different seasons of my life. To think on those things that were virtue, that were a virtue concerning myself, I didn't do those things. To think on those things that were true concerning myself, I didn't do those things either. To think on those things that were praiseworthy concerning myself, I didn't do that either. And the list went on. I didn't take time out to learn about the inner me, to address a lot of my past traumas, to do the shadow work on myself. Back then, I was clueless about shadow work. I was clueless about self-discovery. However, just being willing to look within was something I was very capable of doing. But instead, I settled for the complacent version of myself because doing anything other than this would have required way too much work. For me, anyways. Maybe this is why some people refer to their skeletons being in the closet. I had those too. However, over a period of time, as I looked around, I realized that I could no longer settle for complacency. Why? Well, for starters, when I discovered that I had a tumor in my brain for the first time, or the first time, a light bulb went off in my head, no pun intended. I cannot tell you when exactly this happened, but I started to remember my prayers and some of those prayers had not come into full fruition yet, such as watching all six of my beautiful children graduate from colleges, if they so chose to, seeing my grandchildren as well as their children, and getting remarried, just to name a few. So I shifted my stinking thinking, my lazy way of thinking, and I started writing again. 
if for no other reason than to leave a blueprint of my life to my six beautiful children. Hence, when my book of poetry, A Strong Will Mind, Healing Scars Over Time, through my poetry, was birthed. See, what most of you do not even know, but I'm about to share this with you, is that I never wrote my book of poetry for people, per se. I actually wrote my poetry book for my six beautiful children. They are and always have been my why. I found out somewhere around late 2009 and early 2010 that I had a petroclivical meningioma in my brain and it was located under my brainstem. My neurologist or neurosurgeon monitored it for about a year and a half or so. And out of nowhere, after lying dormant, which means it was not active for a period of time, for many, many years, it began to grow. So let me rephrase that so that y'all could get it because <laughs> I might have worded this wrong. So it laid dormant for many, many years. And then out of nowhere, it started to grow. At that point, my neurologist made a decision for me to have emergency surgery. However, there was a moment during that time that my loved ones were extremely concerned that I may or may not make it through brain surgery. That I may not, sorry, make it through brain surgery. So out of their heartfelt concern, they asked me if I was sure about having brain surgery on many different occasions. What some of them didn't know is that my relationship during that season of my life with God was solid. And I had made peace with the possibility of my demise. That is because one day during my prayer time, I boldly asked God, why have you allowed me to experience this? And you know that I have six children. I do not want my children to become motherless. Looking back, I realized that's really what I felt concerning the tumor in my brain. I felt like no one could love my children the way that I love my children as their mother. And I didn't want to miss out on their lives. But God answered me. I heard ever so clearly. How will you ever have a testimony without a test? This will not be unto death. I am preparing your audience for you. Now remember, during that season of my life, I did not see my poetry book, A Strong Will Mind, Healing Scars Over Time, being shared with the world. I did not see my second book, Perfect Illusions, Illusions of Love, a novel being written or shared. And I really didn't see the Dear Future Hubby podcast manifesting in my life or lifetime. 
All I saw was life after my brain surgery. I did not know at all that I would experience two brain surgeries five days apart. Nor did I see myself being re-diagnosed with the second tumor in my brain, you heard me correctly, nearly seven years after the two brain surgeries. Yes, I am currently living with a tumor in my brain. But what I did see was life post my brain surgery. And in that moment, I understood my assignment. This was much, much bigger than me. So I confidently went through not one, but two brain surgeries. Never once forgetting my why. The first brain surgery, I kept repeating, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie it down in green pastures. Y'all know the word. If you don't, look it up. The Lord. <laughs> and then the other one. So that one's in Psalms. Psalms 23, I believe. And then the other one was Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans that I have toward you. This is during my second brain surgery. Thoughts of good, not of evil to bring you to a hopeful, prosperous end. Those were the scriptures that I meditated on during my brain surgeries. Never once forgetting my why, my six beautiful children. Fast forward, now I have a beautiful grandson, Amar. And here's my plug. <laughs> For any of you who have not laid eyes on my beautiful grandson, please check out my TikTok under the at symbol. I am Teresa Reese. I-A-M-T-E-R-E-S-A-R-E-E-S-E. -E -E -E. Check him out and you'll understand where some of my joy comes from. I recently posted a video of my grandson. He is only five months old, but he is way beyond his age. Listen in to the very end of my video where his beautiful smile is shining back at you. You will be so glad that you did. I know I was, and I'm the one who videotaped him, <laughs> but I digress. However, yes, I can attest that I know what it feels like to be complacent and lazy, but I also know what it feels like to change the direction of my focus or lack thereof for an even greater cause. For me, it is my children and now my grandson. How, oof, oof, Lord, thank you. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for how you have kept your promises concerning my life. I am eternally grateful. I am eternally grateful. However, what have you allowed to fall by the wayside of your life? Have you neglected yourself? Have you neglected your goals and aspirations because they just appear to be so unrealistic to achieve? Have you put down your pen 
knowing that there are many books waiting to be written on the inside of you for you to share with the world outside of you. Are you making excuses as to why you have not made your health the top priority? Are you complacent with being overweight? Are you complacent with being underweight? Are you complacent with your current job? Are you complacent with your current self-talk? Sometimes we must sit with ourselves long enough to discover what our truth currently is. We may not always like what we hear, but it may be necessary for us to break some unhealthy cycles as well as curses in our lives. So have you ever taken a moment to listen to your own thoughts to figure out exactly where those thoughts stem from? I grew grew up being told that I wouldn't achieve what I wouldn't achieve, what I couldn't do, what I wouldn't be, and who I wouldn't become. Imagine if I would have believed the lies. If I had believed the lies, I would not be the owner of an international podcast entitled The Dear Future Hubby Podcast. By yours truly, Teresa Reese, who recently reached over well over 8,000 listens in less than a two-year span. How is this even possible? First, I believed in myself when a lot of people stopped believing in me, despite what the naysayers said about me, in my face and behind my back. Second, I believed God. Third, I obeyed his instructions and built the platform to speak my truth on unapologetically and authentically (laughs) at the same time. Fourth, I trusted the process. Fifth, I created the content that you hear on the Dear Future Hubby podcast that you read in A Strong-Willed Mind healing scars over time through my poetry and Perfect Illusions of Love, a novel. And now, y'all are showing up for me. Thank you so much for your listenership. You are the audience God told me about many, many years ago that he was preparing me for. However, I had to get ready so I could be ready. To do that, I had to rise above complacency and not be lazy. How about you? Do you need to rise above complacency too in some areas of your life? Today is a great day to start. Well, this is going to conclude my episode on today. However, before I officially conclude this episode, I wanted to take a moment to read a letter to my future hubby. And it is dated July 27th of 2022. It reads, Dear future hubby, how are you doing? I wanted to ask you, are you complacent in this season? I only ask because I understand that when things do not appear to be going the way we had hoped it would, 
we could easily find ourselves in a season of complacency, being lazy. Is this you in this season? If you, meant, if you answered yes, what are you doing to change this? Have you taken a moment to look within, to unpack some things that have been lying dormant? Sometimes we don't know it until we have taken those moments to touch base with ourselves. If you haven't done this yet, I encourage you to try it. I do pray that you are well, emotionally, mentally, psychologically, physically, and spiritually. I do pray that you are taking care of yourself in all of those same areas. Have you forgiven yourself lately? I believe this should be a daily practice to forgive ourselves. I am praying for you wherever you are in this big old world. Be encouraged. I love you. Love, Teresa. So this will officially conclude this episode on today. I pray that you all have the most amazing morning, afternoon, or evening whenever it is that you hear this episode. But please, please, please do me a huge favor and take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. And remember, check out my grandson, Amar, on TikTok <laughs> at I am Teresa Reese. Bye. And thank you so much for listening. Be encouraged. I believe in you.